Sorry, sorry, we're a little late, but uh, we're trying to counter-program uh, Kevin Smith and Zack Snyder's uh, red carpet event on HBO Max that starts in two minutes. Oh, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, so if you're um, listening now, uh, on the East Coast, it's 11 p.m., West Coast, 8 p.m. Uh, they're doing a red carpet event, and then at midnight, uh, our time, and I guess 9 p.m. West Coast time, uh, the Snyder Cut, ja- Zack Snyder's Justice League will be released. All four fucking hours of it. Yeah. You're not planning on... a vacation day. <laughs> You're not planning on watching it tomorrow, are you? No. Tomorrow, like during the day at work? Can I? No. Oh. After work. Oh. Uh, maybe. You know, that might be a good motivation. Uh, I'm sure it'll make the time just fly by. I'll do like... You know, four hours on the elliptical, and it'll make it feel like twelve hours. <laughs> um, I've heard good things from people that get paid to write good things. You've read good things. Yeah. I don't believe you'll ever hear good things because I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's gonna suck. I look. Be nice. I'm not one to pass judgment early on. But yes, I've read the. <clears throat> look, I don't want to be mean, but I mean it's a. I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I, it's got a very low bar because the original, the weeding cut was fucking awful. Is, is that what it is? Just So basically, from what I read, that uh, what makes it better now is instead of it just being a bunch of action sequences with your superheroes, they just spread those out with talking in between. Really? That's. I mean, that's what I kind of gathered, yeah, from what I read. It allows for more character development. Here's, and I'm, this is, without knowing anything about the movie, this is where mm-hmm. I, I judge. Man of Steel was okay. Uh, mm-hmm. It was very glib. If if Superman's dad told him not to get involved <laughs> and not to even save his life, what would cause him to start saving lives? And then that line in the Justice League, you owe them every not nothing or everything <laughs> or be there. Be not you don't know nothing, but be there everything or something like that. That Ma Kent says to him, like what the fuck? And then Batman v Superman, they yeah, I, they crammed a really like pivotal Superman storyline from the last fucking thirty years, the death of Superman, into the last twenty minutes of a movie that was already fucking lacking. It's like they watched the uh, uh, X Men three was that Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Well, it was, was it, it, it wasn't called it was Dark, Dark Phoenix. It was it was basic. What whatever the third one the hell. The was. the the fucking uh, what's his name, the yeah. Rush Hour director did it. Yeah, but it's like they someone watched that and they go hold my beer, like see how many fucking comic book storylines we can cram into this one. Right. Yeah. And Kevin Feige showed them how to really do a Dark Phoenix. You take fucking nine hours. <laughs> yes. 
Well, that, and that's the problem. Like, and it's funny. Like, we're complaining. Um, we're not complaining, but show like, a woman's joke grief. That this movie is going to be four hours. Oh, I have long, no problem with but... it being four hours, Squeezer. I have no, no problem. I'll take. Oh no, I know that. But that's why. That's why. Just that's why movies don't work in this. Uh, when you have a competition, when you can do nine, when you can do thirteen hours of Wandavision. It wasn't thirteen. Nine hours of Wandavision. I think it was six total. Six hours of Wandavision. Um, yeah, it, it, you can develop more. Right. You can pace it, and, and like in that, in that you could you could spend that, the, an hour of that with throwaway sitcom jokes. Yeah, and it was great. I didn't think I was gonna like it because I thought the whole thing was gonna be throwaways. And no, no, it was fucking fantastic. But that hour of throwaway sitcom jokes set up everything else. See, your problem was when I was talking about it in the show, you were <laughs> looking, you were going over your notes about what you were gonna talk about next, rather than listen to me saying, "Hey guys, I think WandaVision is gonna be Marvel MCU's version of House of M." And you're like, "Squeezer's next pick is." Yeah, so I think. He doesn't I'll, listen to I'll, me. I'll... <laughs> I don't know. I'm not I gotta start listening to you now. I would have. Yeah, well, yeah, it's true. I would be more that I'd be pleasantly surprised. I'm gonna watch all four hours. I don't know if we'll get through all yeah. four tomorrow, but I'm gonna no. watch all four, and I hope to be pleasantly surprised. I hope to be like, hey, you know, wasn't that bad? It wasn't good. I I really like Henry Cavill's Superman. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like the stories they did with him, but I like Henry Cavill Superman, and I like Ben Affleck as Batman, and I love yeah. Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. So, I mean, yeah, I think the casting is great, and I think my favorite thing about Affleck as Batman is that he wants to be it. Yeah, he's always he's been. Just, he's a geek, a Batman. Like he fan. wants yeah. that. Like he's being a little kid playing Batman. And, and you know, I'm not trying to sound like yeah. I mean, it, it's it's. I'm not like. Fuck American, yeah, but it's kind of hurting to our ego that it only British people can play Bruce Wayne. Like, come on, <laughs> come on, don't let Bale and that Twilight twink show us up. We need an American <laughs> that uh, could play an American guy, and even like Spider Man. Like, it took a it took a Brit. Are they just that much better at acting? Yes. Like it took a British kid to be the best Peter Parker. <laughs> Well, Actually, watch, I think watch the Band sec- of Brothers. It's all a. It's a story about U.S. soldiers from like Hershey and like West Vir- West Virginia, and the entire cast is British. Well, I mean, the to be fair, the middle Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield's British, and he was awful. So go fuck oh, yourself, England. <laughs> you yeah. fucked that one up, didn't you? Huh? You limey bastards. Yeah. I mean, would you rather him cast a British Spider-Man? Or like a forty-five-year-old Spider-Man. Yeah, because that's all you can get in America. <laughs> oh, you're casting a high school show. We got this. My guy just turned forty, so he's the prime age for high school. Like if Tim Conway wasn't dead, they tr- would have tried him. <laughs> I mean, they did so well with most of the Avengers. Not saying, yeah, listen, I don't care who you cast. I'm make. I'm, and now, granted, I get it, because kids suck to work with. Right. I'm making, especially American kids. I'm making jokes here, people. I'm not a nationalist in the least bit. You know, I could give two shits. But they did, they did cast Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., who is Tony Stark, and they cast Chris yeah. Evans, a good Captain America. 
And Liz Olsen, as see, she's she's Sokovian, the cast an American. Yeah. But, but she needed that accent for WandaVision, so they knew what they were doing. They knew. But Paul Bettany, the, the classy British man, is so fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's the only man, the only, the only person who has survived the entire MCU now. He was in phase one. He was in the first ever MCU movie. Oh, yeah. He's Jarvis. And he is. Yeah, you're right. And now he is in the first chapter of uh, phase four. Well, I mean, I guess you can't say he survived, but he's there. Uh, White Vision is his voice, and he survived. Ah, fair enough. So that was well, his—that was his own cheeky British he, he joke. Survived. He died a lot, and yeah. his own cheeky British joke was, "I finally got to work with an actor I've been waiting to work with my whole life," and everyone was like, <laughs> "Who is it?" It was him. <laughs> got you. He even had to apologize for that. Oh, no. Did they make yeah. him apologize? Well, no, no, not apologize, but he's like more, uh, more oh, of he... a cheeky British, I'm sorry you're that stupid that <laughs> yeah. you fell for it, kind of, which I loved even more. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, a- anytime, any new thing, they're like, could that be the, and I, w- I fell for it. I was one of the Neanderthals going, could that be the actor? <laughs> <laughs> But that was half the fun of the show itself. Yeah. And it wasn't like loss that strung us out for like nine years. It's like six weeks uh, or five. Uh, no, no, no. Eight weeks and we're done. Yeah. Eight weeks. You have to think about this and then you're done. We'll answer everything for you. Yeah. And they didn't have to necessarily put a neat bow on it, um, but they at least gave you the wrapping paper and ribbon to then make said package, not like Lost, where they're like, nah, no bow, fuck you. Here's a right. temple and some hippies. Well, all it is is a chapter and a book. That's what all the cha- the MCU movies are, or shows. Yeah. They're just a chapter and a long book. It's like, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you've, it, you've gone through this storyline of these comic books, and now it's going to branch off into, now these characters are going to branch, you're going to have to get, take your parents to get you to go pick up uh, Doctor Strange and uh, Captain Marvel and uh, the Spider-Man books because now all this story branches off into those three books. Well, they said that they had to start reprinting and yeah, increase uh, printing on all those Wanda, books. Wanda, Wanda and Vision books. Now they're doing, yeah. they're reprinting all of them. And and House of M has always been out there, but they said it was just flying off the shelves. Yeah, good so, for which this. is awesome. Which is awesome. Yeah, I mean because. I think it's Brian Michael Bendis wrote House of M, right? I'm saying that now, and I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say yeah because yeah, it was Brian Michael Bendis. Right, a, see, I knew you were right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Either I, we both go looking like heroes, or we go down in flames together, buddy. Thank you. I am. I am. I am your door. <laughs> To your um, Leonardo DiCaprio. We will freeze to death together. Uh, so we watched that on because um, Enchantress is, is doing a uh, – she's been in the last bunch of years trying to watch every Best Picture winner in order. Mm-hmm. So it allowed me to watch such greats as Braveheart 
and uh, Forrest Gump again. And even even though it, it just kills you inside every time you watch it a little bit about humans, uh, Schindler's List. Uh, I did have to slog through the English patient uh, again for a second time in my life. And I mean, it's not as bad near the end, but it takes so long to get there. Ugh. But last week we watched Titanic again. And like I said, when we watched it last year during the CBS Sunday night movie, <clears throat> it's <clears throat> sorry, it's not as bad as I, I remembered it to be. Because when I was a kid, I was like, fuck Leo DiCaprio, fucking heartthrob. I'm, I should be heartthrob. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I'm just a gangly re- I mean, gangly, sorry, gangly dork, I guess is a PC term to use. Nerd? Yeah. Nerd. Yeah. Sure. Yes, I am just a gangly, non-functioning, uh, yeah. Not Leo DiCaprio, I guess. Anti-Leo DiCaprio. You're not Leonardo DiCaprio? Could you believe it? No. So, so uh, I didn't give the movie. It's it's just desserts, and it's it's long, but it's it's fun. And but you know, if she would have just moved over, she didn't have to move over. He just get on the fucking board, Leo. He wouldn't have frozen that. Although they say, yeah, I, I, all those people probably didn't suffer. Not as much as the people who the shit fell on top of. You know, after it cracked in the middle. And the oh yeah, well I want to be the guy that gets cut in half by the propeller. Oh yeah, after he jumps. Yeah. 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 It's a depressing movie. And then why does she throw that jewelry into the ocean at the end? I don't know. Like, why do you hold on to it this long? Oh, I don't know. So, so that Hudson can go and find it. And guess. Make himself feel better. Yeah, kinda. Just. I finally found. Hey, if... Yeah. Rose, this is yours. <laughs> I threw it over. Um. Next week it's Shakespeare in Love. Ugh. Oh God. But luckily, the week after that, it's American Beauty. That's well. I, I love creepy, American but... Beauty. American Beauty is one of my favorite movies of all time. And then here's a movie, and I, you're gonna think I'm weird on this. I saw and did not like Gladiator the first time. Hmm. That was 20 years ago. Do you think I'll like? You still no, you'll still hate it. I will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was... Yeah, and and because I watched it not that long ago, and it's I mean it, I I still I still love it. It's still good, but it, there's I I see things now that then and I I still love it. And I mean hell, I like fucking the director's cut of Kingdom of Heaven. So <laughs> you know I like my Ridley Scott movies. Robin Hood could have done without that, but yeah. And, and then there's um a Beautiful Mind, which I didn't like either. Oh yeah, but that I mean, uh, why is that here a little too close to home? <laughs> oh no, um, I don't know. I just I think sometimes I hate a movie that wins because I think another movie should win. It's like Some Dog Millionaire. 
Yeah, what was the big one that year that should have won? Dark Knight. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's why they changed the amount of movies that could be nominated from five to ten because of Dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah, and because people didn't give a shit anymore because, like, oh, well, you're going to pick your five movies that none of us have seen. Big snub this year with One Night in Miami getting the snub. Come on. And um, Regina King getting snubbed for Best Director. I guess they already had two women on the list. They couldn't have a third. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. They hit their quota. Yeah. Uh, And we watched Mank, which was David Fincher. And I got to tell you, it's okay, but it's not fucking great. I talk, It's the movie about Mankiewicz who wrote uh, Citizen Kane. Oh, okay. It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, yeah it's on Netflix. Amanda Seyfried, Allentown's own, our hometown girl. She got nominated, but she's barely in the movie. Ah. I don't know. That's a long slog of a movie. Ooh, I might like that then. Watch Nomad Land. Yeah, how you know what? So here's the thing. I I knew nothing about this. And I'm scrolling through and uh what is that on? Is that on Hulu? It's on Hulu, yeah. Prime? I don't know. So I'm on and I see no man Nomad Land. I'm like, ooh. This is the kind of thing I like. I'm a Fallout fan. I like Mad Max. Not Nomad like that. Land, right? It's got to be about the wasteland and traveling. Well, well, and well, well, to I, be I fair. Click on it. To and, be fair. Well, yeah, all right. It kind of is. <laughs> but and and I just I start reading the description and I read a 66-year-old woman, Frances McDermott, and then it just got blurry from there for me. I'm like, "Oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be." No, it is really good though. It it might be my favorite if 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 one Night in Miami's not on the list. Nomadland. So I haven't seen them all, though. Here, where's Best Picture? So Best Picture, The Father, I haven't seen. Judas and the Black Messiah. But Masa- didn't she already make that movie with Laura Dern's dad? No. Laura, that movie with Laura Dern's dad and the black and white one? Yeah. No, that was that was not about a nomad at all. Yeah, but it's still Francis McDermott, right? She didn't make... The director of Nomadland was Chloe Zhao, who actually directed um, the Eternals. Uh, the 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 Laura Dern's dad movie was directed by the guy who directed um, the wine movie. Uh, what the fuck? I, d- I, I don't get out much. Okay, so I haven't seen The Father. We saw Judas and the Black Messiah, which is really good. I suggest watching it. That's on um, HBO Max. Mank is not worth Best Picture, but it's okay. That's on uh, Netflix. Minari, we have not seen yet. Nomadland is really good. Promising Young Woman, have not seen yet. Sound of Metal, have not seen yet. Trial of Chicago 7, really good. Yeah. Is that up for screenplay? I'll probably get screenplay. It's adapted screenplay, yes. Also, but it's up against Borat, subsequent movie film for adapted screenplay. <laughs> yeah, that Chloe Zhao, she did a really nice job directing Nomadland. Is Rudy going to get Best Supporting Actor for that? Is who? Rudy. Rudy? Giuliani. Oh, 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 oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, he's not, not up for it. Kid. But... Uh, the woman who he was 
thinking he was going to have some happy time with got nominated. Maria. He Pakalova. was taking his mic off. All no, right? I know. I, he was. You and I. He was. Yeah, but who knows what he was planning on doing after that. After you take the mic off. I'm just taking my mic off. But no, when you see it, it's like, oh, yeah, he's clearly taking yeah, his mic off. Yeah, he was not doing anything else but taking his mic off. Yeah. Um, But Maria Bakalova was nominated for ah. that. I just think One Night in Miami is really good. I, I enjoyed it very much. We were, we were just talking about this the other night. It was There was a time where we used to go down to Philly – and the Ritz and like the Boris and like all those little the little independent theaters down like Old City, like we would spend like a weekend down there just walking around Old City, just hitting up, go to a bar, go to a theater, go to a bar, go to a theater. You'd see the animated shorts, we'd see all the live action shorts, we would see everything. Mm-hmm. Like over the course, yeah, of the you've weekend. told me about that before. Um, yeah, uh, six years. Oh, you're breaking up, squeeze. You're breaking I'm up. Trying to think. Oh no, that was me. That was me doing my scratchy thinky. Oh, uh, that was six years ago. So I'm trying to think what happened. Um, Could it be that we haven't done that in COVID nineteen? Hmm. Uh, something disruptive like that. Yeah, I, um, I think we lost all our audience talking about. Um, sorry, guys, talking about these current movies. We're down to one viewer, <laughs> or we lost them all to the that, Kevin Smith red carpet. Uh, that's me. Oh, so no one I'm, is watching. Oh, now in. now it's two concurrent no. viewers. Yay! So sorry, like, guys. Talk about old shit. Yeah, they're like, don't talk about. We don't give a flying fuck about your opinions. Talk about old shit, you dumbasses. All right, let's get to it. We're talking video games from 1991, Squeezer, and you go first this week, right? I do. Uh, sure. All right. I yeah, think so. I do. Okay, here is Squeezer's first pick from vi- thir- video games of 30 years ago in our March of 2021 theme of 1991. Here's Squeezer's first pick. Danita Stokes, president of HAG. It's bad enough that Sega Genesis has the most 16-bit games, but this new Sonic the Hedgehog, oh, he really duffed my doilies. They say he's incredibly fast. Well, what's the hurry, mister? Hmm? And about his attitude. Smarty pants. Why can't it be more like that nice boy, Mario? Oh! Little brat! Now, get Sonic free when you buy a Sega Genesis system at its new price of $149.99. I I was hoping you went with some of the ones I was... I skipped over, but I was hoping you'd go with. Oh, good. Uh, I... This is 91 was actually kind of tricky for me. Yeah, it was tricky uh, for me too. Um, but there was a lot of good Nintendo games that came out. I was just trying to like think. I was on the phone with my brother narrowing down one of these one of my picks today for a while, but we got I, all these games I picked I played in 1991. Yeah, I, I didn't play everything in 91 because at, at, there was some I didn't even know existed in 91. I technically didn't even play Sonic. The Hedgehog from 91 until after I played Sonic 2. Well, I, I might have, but it wasn't mine because, you know, friends have systems. Yes. Um, I didn't get my NES until 89. You know, at, at that point... I didn't, the, No one in America really got their NES to 89. No. And, and so I didn't get my Genesis until like 93, I think. So, uh... 
and and then I got mine with the newer version, the compact one bundled with Sonic 2. And then I went back and got Sonic 1 for myself. Um, so I'm sure I played it in between there. Um, it, 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 it's so... This game is so beautiful. I love it. The, the colors, everything's so... This, this really screams... They did a great job with what they wanted to do with it, which was create a mascot for Sega. Like, that was the idea behind it. It's like, you guys need to go out and create... We need a mascot. We need to compete with Mario. We need our own Mario. Yeah, but and, as we learned from Blake J. Harris when he was on the show talking about his book, Console Wars, mm-hmm. um, when you go to Japan to make your mascot, you're going to cut back something weird at first. <laughs> you really got to yeah. workshop it. There was a lot of back and forth over he, this. He was a, a freak dominatrix at first. Uh, yeah. Uh, there was also a rabbit. Um and then also perhaps a kangaroo. They were really going for the anthropomorphic animal at some point. Um, but the the idea was they wanted something fast. And the best thing that they did was when when they didn't just go to a bunch of artists and go just draw something that's cool. They went and they looked at uh, the hardware and they looked at the um, the software. The, and what the game was going to be, uh, like they looked at like the game engine, and it's like how how is this character going to function? And then they designed him off of that. Like they actually created some bones for the character. Like so, they didn't create Sonic, and they're like, oh, he looks fast. Let's make a game that's fast. They had a game that was designed to play fast, and then designed a character on top of that. Well, they they had. Sonic in there, but they wanted him to be more. He wasn't very kid friendly at first. Yeah. So they just changed. They re redid the sprite. Yeah, um, but no, I mean from the very from the ground level up, like what they were looking for. Yeah, well, uh, Japan was developing the game, and it was it was um, n- n- uh, I'm sorry, Sega of America, who was like, we need it to be this. We need it to be this, and Tom. Uh, Klasinski was the driving force in getting it to that family-friendly, cuddly, like cocky teenager Sonic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and they started adding. They added more spikes to make him look more cool. Uh, but the what's awesome about this game is the way the colors like just they pop. Like everything is like just separated, and like what the would you but. The colors on Mario Brothers Three and Super Mario World—they pop. They do, but in like a a, a different kind of way. I I, I, I would like say in a better way. What that? That Mario Brothers Three and... pops more than Sonic. Really? I think in Mario, though, they accomplish more by doing less. They do. Now, I'm not, don't get me wrong. It's it's very pretty, and I think. There, for what the power of that system, I, I I don't I don't disagree that Mario Three probably looks just as good as Sonic at he, some points. Here's the difference in the design squeezer: they designed the worlds of Sonic the Hedgehog to be going gone through really fast, so you're not taking it in. So when you're you're going slow and taking it in, it really does. It looks a lot. It's a lot of re- repeating shit. 
No, it's true. Yeah. Now, Mario, on and, the other hand, was not designed for that. You're designed to take every detail in. Yeah. There's and still there's repeating some hard shit. edges and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, there's something about it that screams next generation. You really fell for that, didn't you? What? Those buzzwords. Did you also buy the get a, a Genesis because of Blast Processing Squeezer? No, it's because it's what my parents got me for Christmas. I didn't have a choice. I wanted a Super Nintendo. So, uh, a big one. They made up Blast Processing. My feelings. Oh, what? That's not real? <laughs> no. Um... But it it was it it was it was f- very fun to play, and it was very fun to play because it's what I had to play. Would I rather have had uh, Super Mario World? Probably. Yes, ten I times. I was jealous. Yeah, of course. But Sonic's but fun. Sonic, but it gets Sonic boring after the third of... level. Yeah, here's the, here's the problem I I found with Sonic, and uh, when you are zipping around. Like, those first levels, the Emerald Hills, are designed to showcase, like, just zipping around speed. There's minimal enemies. There's no dangers. There's a lot of loops. You're flying around really fast. And it's easy. If you can't beat it without, you know, with getting hit once, like, there's a problem. So they have to make the game more difficult. So you start adding in uh, more platforming, jumping, back and forth, uh things that collapse, spikes, all that stuff that you have to now stop, take your time, and jump around as it goes on. So what it kind of does is, as the game progresses, it gets harder. It takes away, like, the core idea of the game. That's where I see the biggest flaw. Like, you're not, by the end levels, you're not zipping around, speeding around like crazy. You will die. You're either going to launch off a cliff because a lot of those later levels, you are just midair. You're floating. You just fall into nothingness or there's spikes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still a lot of fun. And it was still very creative. Uh, the idea of minimali- minim- minimalizing? I, w- I think I had it right the first time. <coughs> um, the, the controls. And it's really two buttons. It's your D-pad and one button. You jump, and that's it. And to speed up, you hold down and hit that button, and you go. You know, and and, and to, so to be able to make a game like that where you can do all that without using like with the and maybe it's for the best that you have all those buttons like on a Super Nintendo controller with all those little bumpers and extra buttons to do different things with. I had three buttons on my controller, and you know, I didn't even need the other two. Really. Yeah. I wanted a Super Nintendo. Yeah, Super Nintendo. But, like, again, I give all the props to Sonic. It's a great game. It was groundbreaking. But yeah. they were f- too focused on what they could make it do rather than making good gameplay. The game drops off after two or three levels. I would say, yeah, the second one definitely got better. Like, when you get to the casino level, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's hard Um, as fuck, though. Yeah, but then you get to, like, those factory levels, and you're right. You kind of just want to get out. Yeah, it's just drowning. It's the same thing over and over and over. There's no puzzling, like in Mario Brothers. Like, oh, you have to figure this out to get through the level. 
That is, I will give you that. That is kind of true. And you're also kind of forced. Like, even in those levels where you're not uh, zipping through and you're platforming, the screen is moving with you. You have to keep pace yes. or it is going to push you off. Right. Um, so, yeah, you, you can't just kind of. And and for me, that's something. I am a very slow, meandering gamer. That's why I would think you'd like the Mario series more than the. I do. Yeah. But I didn't. Uh, I didn't have a Super Nintendo. All my friends did. I didn't get my Super Nintendo till Christmas of '93, so almost 1994. Yeah, I think that's when I. I that's probably when I got my Genesis. Same time. Because uh, I got it with the Mario Brother All Stars promotion. Mm. Oh, I remember that. I was. So I thought that was the coolest thing for Christmas. I got both, uh, and the UPC was cut out of the box, but it came in a. I remember. Because I found it. my We had a crawl space under the closet on our stairs that mm-hmm. my mom would keep her presents. And, of course, I went peeking. And I went back and I found the Super Nintendo, even though I knew I was going to get it. I'm just staring at the box, looking at the back. Because as a kid, that's just as fun as the toy itself. Oh, yeah. And, and then I find this this brown envelope. And it's packed with – it's like it's, – it's torn open. And inside, the padding is like, like shitty insulation. You know, it looks like like torn rags or something, like shredded mm-hmm. down to a pulp. And I'm like, I pull it out, and it's Mario All Stars. I was like, oh, mom, actually, of course, she sent away for the, she cut the purchase out and sent away for the free game. Mm-hmm. So for Christmas, I got Mario All Stars and the Super Nintendo with Mario World. Oh, you son of a bitch! And then the first game I bought for myself was a, so we went to Toys R Us, and I bought it. On the cheap, it was a, a, a liquidated game, um, Super Adventure Island, and whew, talk about a dud. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything more on Sonic? Uh, no, no. You made me feel one thing. <laughs> All right. Here is. I'm gonna make you feel feel it more in this next pick of mine. Oh, you son of a bitch. Here is my first pick. Sometimes it takes a minute for the music to kick in. This is WWF Superstars for the Game Boy, which was released in 1991, which was a... I rented it when it came out, and I rented it a few or more times after that, but it doesn't have a lot of play value, so I never wanted to own it. It was... um. So I did a squeezer deep dive this weekend playing wrestling video games. I started with Game Boy. You couldn't wait to tell me about... Yeah. Um, so I played a lot of the ones I had, and then I played a lot of the ones I never played before. So I started, I wanted to play every game that was released for Game Boy um, for uh, WWF. And I even played the WCW ones. And the Nintendo WCW game is better than any WWF game released for it. But for Game Boy, this first Superstars isn't bad. 
It's um, it was made by Acclaim, published by LJN, and it starts off. You, you there's there's six wrestlers, uh, so uh, you could either play as Macho Man, Mr. Per. I, mean, I don't know why Mr. Perfect. And what's crazy enough is they actually had the music right for everybody but Million Dollar Man. But yeah, you could play as Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage, The Ultimate Warrior, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and Mr. Perfect. And on the cover. It was like a Triforce of Macho Man, um, Ultimate Warrior, and Hulk Hogan. So, like, as a kid, you saw this package and had the superstars at the top. You're like, oh, I want this. And the gameplay isn't bad. It really isn't. And the graphics are kind of good, like, really good for a Game Boy. And the gameplay isn't horrible. Once you learn the controls, you could do some fun stuff in it. You could even go out of the ring. And, um, okay, that's Superstars. But then there was a sequel, Superstars 2. And the game got significantly worse. I don't know why they picked the ones they did, but it's Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Randy Savage, The Undertaker, Sid Justice. Thank God for Sid Justice. Jake the Snake Roberts and the Mountie. <laughs> hmm. It was released in August of 92. So, yeah. Really strange. And then they released a King of the Ring uh, game which was again by the same developers and it was it was like they took so um if you look superstars was done uh by the same people that uh i'm sorry it was the same yes it's a sequel to wf superstars and the second game is similar to wwf wrestlemania steel cage challenge for nes but it runs much faster and it's got a more limited move set than its pro predecessor, and all the wrestlers sh share, share the same move set with no signature moves. <laughs> so it's it's a worse game than the first one. And if you say yeah, there's a bigger variety of wrestlers, which there really isn't, they all perform the same moves and they all look exactly. The graphics are worse, Squeezer. This is a sequel. The graphics are worse. Was it a money grab? Oh yeah, clearly a money grab. Yeah. Uh, and then they did King of the Ring, which was even, it was just as bad. It was just as fucking shitty as, um, the Game Boy, the, uh, the, the Superstars 2, but it had Hogan, Randy Savage, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, Yokozuna, Mr. Perfect, and the Narcissist. And... I, don't, I, I remember the game for Nintendo wasn't bad. I rented that. But I rented this one for Game Boy, and I took it to the beach. Oh, man. <laughs> what a piece of shit. And I we playing it, I just realized what a piece of shit it, there was. And then the there beach? Were you in Jersey? No, Delaware. Ah. Um, then Warzone was just as bad with some, uh, you know, updated wrestlers. But I played other games, and the, the one I came across, Squeezer, that was the most fun and interesting that I didn't even know about was WWF Betrayal for Game Boy Color. It was only for Game Boy Color, so you couldn't play it on a regular Game Boy. Um, and it was a beat-em-up game. I told, I told you about this the other day. So you could either be Stone Cold, huh. The Rock, Triple H, or Undertaker, and the storyline is that Stephanie McMahon gets kidnapped, and her father, Vince, who's a heel... Promises to grant the player a WWF championship shot if they save her. And I played as Stone Cold, and McMahon comes out, and Stone Cold immediately says, get out of the way, pencil neck. I thought it was pretty <laughs> funny. 
So you just go through, it's like side scrolling and you go through and trying to rescue Stephanie. So I was, I was having fun. I was like, oh, well, why there's helicopters and all kinds of shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. I see. Is that, I, I'm looking at like screen caps and shit. Uh, Austin's throwing Vince in the trunk of a limo. Uh, I didn't put, I don't know. I didn't play that far, but. So I played some other stuff. I played a game that I rented and I never owned for um, Super Nintendo. I played the Sega version. WrestleMania, the arcade game, which is like Mortal Kombat, but wrestling. Mm -hmm. It's pretty fun. You can play as a Hitman, Undertaker, HBK, Razor Ramon, Bam Bam, Yokozuna, Dunk the Clown, or Lex Luger. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun. It's, it's made by Acclaim and Midway, the same people who did... Um, Mortal Kombat. It's pretty fun. There was an arcade console version of it too. Uh, but what also came out in 1991, and I was debating whether to pick this, but I figured I'd just rope it in with this pick, was WrestleFest, the uh, first WWE, I don't know if the first, but one of the first wrestling arcade games, and probably the one that you most remember. Um, the graphics are like really cool with the cutscenes from Gene Okerlund. I think WWF Superstars was the first one. Uh, yeah, it was the first one, but the graphics weren't as good. WrestleFest is the one you remember from the arcades. Uh, yeah, it looks cool because like they look big. Yes, you know it was it was like uh, before, like I like my favorite. Like I like uh, just pro wrestling. You know, like Starman and. Amazon and King Slender and all that shit, but like they're very small. And the the arcade, yeah, this one it they just feel more like larger than life, like big, like you can see the detail in the characters. Um, yes, yes, and uh, it was fun. I remember draining quarters to play this game as a kid, like loved it, loved it. Uh, now. In 2019, developer Retrosoft Studios acquired a license from Arc System Works, rights holder of the original arcade game, to dub their upcoming title, Retromania Wrestling, the official sequel to WrestleFest. Lacking a WWF license, the title instead features wrestlers from various independent uh, wrestling promotions, and Retrosoft also acquired the rights to use characters from Matt Mania. So, I don't know what Retromania Wrestling is, but... Hmm, I wonder if there's some guys, like, could you still get, like, LOD in there? Yeah, LOD is in it. In their newer... The new one, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't, that'd probably be called the Road Warriors, though, because I think Vince owns LOD. Uh, yeah, so they'd just be, they'd be the Road Warriors. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, um... But yeah, that was a weekend of me laying on the couch on my little emulator handheld playing a bunch of mm. uh, old wrestling games. That sounds like a damn good weekend. I used to play Royal Rumble for Super Nintendo for hours. I love that game. And I always played the Royal Rumble. I never wanted to do one-on-one -on -one matches. It was always the Royal Rumble. That's the most fun. All those wrestlers in the ring. It was Fun, motherfucker. All right, Squeezer, your next pick, good kind sir. Yeah. 
environment, Cobra unleashes the septic tank and evil eco-warriors, but the Joes have eco-warriors too. The septic tank and eco-warriors have powerful water guns, and when hit, they change color to reveal battle damage. My suit's corroding! Clean them up! Joe and Cobra color change eco-warriors and septic tanks sold separately. I've only begun to mess around. I thought, I thought that was a joke at first. There was actually a vehicle called the septic tank. Yeah, I had it. It was awesome. I know oh, you... No, I didn't have the septic tank. I had the... I had the... I had the eco-warrior base. The, you've the... you've talked about the eco-warriors before we even looked them up. Yeah. With well, Cesspool. He, Cesspool was the main villain. The guy was from Through My Island, right? The one guy? Yeah. 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 And then, you you know, your dad told you that there was... Yeah. A Godzilla in there. Right. Um... He's gonna get me. <laughs> and the, I don't know if you're aware of this, but that's not true. Nah, I learned it uh, eventually, oh. a few years All ago. Right. Just not that long ago. Uh, look, just a heads up. Uh, a lot of my game picks don't have commercials, don't have music that resembles anything close to what is recognizable. So I threw in a random commercial of said licensed uh, product and then added in the game soundtrack later. So... Oh, I just only pulled actual the the game plays squeezer, so don't yeah, worry. Yeah, well, I did the gameplay, and then I, I figured I'd tag this on top. It's just, when you hear this, you're like, oh, that's G.I. Joe on NES. N no, no. Uh, I This game is great. I didn't that play wasn't, this initially. That music we were listening to wasn't from G.I. Joe? That, that, that came in afterwards? Yeah. Yeah, that that's from the game. Well, then what are you talking about? Well, what I'm saying is, if I just played that music, you go, "What the hell game is this?" Oh, right. So you played yeah, the GI Joe commercial to. I threw the commercial gotcha. on, like, "Oh, he's gonna talk about GI Joe," not some. Oh, here's some generic side-scrolling shooter game. Because uh, the mu the music doesn't fit. Uh, like there wasn't even a hint of like trying to get the theme to work. Hold I on. get once the game's like up and running, but at I, least at the load screen, throwing like a did did did, you know. I like never played GI Joe before, but let me guess, was it a ripoff of Contra? Uh, I don't want to say ripoff. It was a lot of everything. Um, so it, it, it's it's a side-scrolling shooter, sure, but you also have a choice of creating a roster. Now, depending on what level you're at, you have a, a base G.I. Joe that uh, is like the team leader from that one. All right, so uh, your your Joe team consists of Duke, awesome, Snake Eyes, awesome, Captain Gridiron, awesome, Rock and Roll, uh, awesome if you're a little bit older, uh, Blizzard, <clears throat> and The General graphics Hawk. so far look pretty cool. I'm watching a playthrough. The graphics are good, and you get all your villains in there, like, Destro, uh, metal. Oh, this looks there. just like Contra. What are you talking about? It does, but it doesn't play like it. it, it all right, it does play a lot like it. They were clearly but, trying to make Contra. This looks just like Contra. But it's a bunch of soldiers shooting shit. That's Contra. Yeah, but even the water, the trees, it all—it looks like they ripped off the sprites. Uh, all right, yeah, but now take Contra and get some Ninja Gaiden wall climbing shit in there, huh? Huh? Yeah, but eh? Contra has Ninja Gaiden wall climbing. Not like that. Yeah. It doesn't. 
Nah, I guess. And you get, like, weapon upgrades, and you can, like, add, like, spread and focused beam weapons and stuff. Oh, it's like you can do in Contra? Shut up. <laughs> um, look, it's a really fun game. It's a hard-ass game. Like Contra? Uh, I, I, I beat Contra. Oh. Uh, but the Konami code, of course. It looks fun. Yeah. No, I'm telling you. It is, it is a lot of fun. So How do you switch between level, your characters? Uh, you can just you can do it on the fly. I think it was select. It's been a while since I actually played it. I had I lost this since, so I got this in like the mid '90s. This was like my second rebuilding of my collection, and then I lost it again when I moved like five times. Um, oh my god! Even the weapon upgrades look like Contra. Yeah, they they kind of do. Um, but what was cool is, so you get a team leader. What, for what did each... he just, he just left something. Did he just leave a mark of bomb or something? It's a three ninety three. Yeah. 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 You, the idea is each mission you're infiltrating a Cobra bla- base and you have to plant bombs, um, and then blow it up. Oh, that's fun. So like, yeah, it's cool. And then you also have to save Hawk and then, uh, Hawk becomes a playable character for the last mission and you need him cause he has a jet pack. And and you fly around and you gotta fight Cobra Commander. The, the levels um, don't seem that long till you get a, a a boss. No, there's a lot of like little sub levels. It, it's divided up. Uh, it, it's a lot. They break it up a lot. There's a lot of like the big bads every now and then, and then you have like a big boss with like a recognizable name. You get Range Vipers, Metalhead. Um, Oh, so Destro, Voltar. No, through. Why wasn't this more popular? This looks fun as fuck. I don't know. It was... And that's why I wanted to mention this. Because if, if you can get a ROM or go out and find this, play it. It is a really... It's really true. Was it past G.I. It... Joe's Prime at that point? No, it was 91. Yeah, that's past G.I. Joe's Prime. Uh, yeah. G.I. Joe movie I mean... was the end of G.I. Joe, Squeezer. Dude, that was 86. Yeah. Shut up. Look at how the toy sales went. All right. I was still playing with them. Eco Warriors came out in 91. Sonic Fighters came out in 91. The, the, those cool uh, hang glider ones came out in 91. It's not like they were just slapping some Kenner gimmicks on them. Come on. <laughs> hmm. um, but... What was cool about this was you got your, your team leader and then you got to pick two other guys that you wanted to go with. And, of course, you always just pick Duke. And Duke and Rock and Roll were your go-tos because they were just – they can shoot. Uh, Snake Eyes is cool because, like, he's got a sword and, like, shurikens and he doesn't really run out of ammo. Uh, Gridiron can, like, hit stuff. Um, and then there's Blizzard. Um Really, so there's two real oddball picks here. Duke makes sense because Duke has always been a, a staple. Snake Eyes makes sense, always a staple. Captain Gridiron makes sense. It was 91. Gridiron was the big new figure in 90-91. General Hawk, always a regular. Go with him. Rock and Roll is weird because Rock and Roll is an old school, original 1983 initial run Joe. So it's kind of odd that they brought him in. No complaints. That's cool. But Blizzard? Blizzard they is, is a newer... At 91, Blizzard came out. But 
Who the hell's even? I didn't had to look up who the hell Blizzard was. Because everyone knows Snowjob. Snowjob was in the Deke series. Mm -hmm. He was in the movie. Like, he had lines. Like, he was a character. You knew him. All right, Squeezer. The real American hero line went from 82 to 94. So it was definitely on its way down in 91. The 91s when they released those Hall of Fame 12-inch figures that I had to have. I had Snake Eyes, Cobra Commander, and Destro. I had Snake Eyes and Cobra Commander. And I mainly wanted Cobra Commander to take his mask off. Yeah, and he st and he had the, like the scar under his eye. Yeah, he was very handsome. Which was basically all he was was uh, Snake Eyes, only without the uh, like the wrap over his face. Yes. So even when you took off Snake Eyes' mask, which I like, because I like they had like the uh, they had the blue multi-tone Snake Eyes, not just the straight black one, the more tactical one. I like that one. You could buy cool you could buy those figures guys. pretty cheap still. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, those are so cool. I love yeah, that. Yeah, but you couldn't uh, do anything with them. I know, but I you can cuddle. You can cuddle with them. Yeah. And make them um, bang your sister's Barbie dolls. <laughs> yeah. Well, I you mean physically like with a sword, right? <laughs> yeah. Ew. Just a different type of sword there's than a, you're thinking of. There's a fam there's a family show. Uh, but look, uh, yeah, this is uh, G.I. Joe, a real American hero uh, produced by Taxan. Um, yeah, uh, definitely. I If you have the opportunity to go back and play this game, go play it because it really is just a it, it flies under the radar of NES games. At a quick glance, yeah, it looks a lot like Contra and it plays a lot like Contra, but it's got enough little quirks where it makes it different, and it, it's fun. And well, I'm saying for coming from a company that made dot matrix printers and and monitors, and to produce a video game, pretty impressive. I'm saying when I say it's like Contra, that's a that's a compliment. Sure, I mean yes and no because you know it's you can. It, it's not just a clear ripoff. It no. wasn't just uh, it wasn't just a reskin. It, they they clearly added elements and. Uh, there a reskin of Contra did come out in 1991, a uh, cowboy version of it. Really? Yes. I think it, uh, there was also a cowboy version of Cabal too that was in an arcade that I used to play at the Parkland Diner. Uh, hold on, what was it called? It was called. Sorry that this is googling with the rad years, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, it was called. Was it Vendetta? Yeah, no, that wasn't it. Um, I know I could just fucking search this, but yeah, there was a uh, on. cowboy reskin of Contra. My God, is that a typewriter you're typing on? No, the old school Mac. I'm, yeah, I'm waiting here. Sunset Riders, Sunset Riders. Huh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. 
It might have only been in S Japan. NES. Yeah. But it was like a direct port of like Super C or. This look. Uh, this looks different enough. There was one that was a direct port. I d I don't know if this is it. I. Uh, was this a ninety one? Yeah, I think this is it. Maybe. Looks like I would like this game. Oh, this looks just like Red Dead Online, where everyone's wearing bright, shiny pink and purple outfits and playing cowboy. <laughs> Ugh. All right, let's move on to my next pick, Mr. Squeezer. All right. If you would, kind sir. Mm-hmm. So this is my second Game Boy game on my list. We're talking Caesar's Palace for the Game Boy, released in 1991. Is that also the name of a German rave? <laughs> so you might be wondering how uh, a kid, let's see, my brother was 11 and I was 9 in 81. You might wonder how two kids, 11 and 9, came into possession of Caesar's Palace. I figured this out today. I was pretty sure. I had to remind my brother of where he got this game. He's like, how did you remember that? I'm like, I was pretty sure, but I wasn't 100%. So my dad, the owner of the company my dad worked for, uh, my dad's boss's mom, essentially. She was this very generous woman who had a lot of money. And whenever she saw us out at like the gas station or the grocery store, she'd give us all cash out of her pocket <laughs> wallet. And she always had a lot of money on her. So it was like 40 bucks each for the three of us. That's $120 between the three of us. And back then, that's a lot of fucking money. 40 bucks? Yeah. So this one in 1991, uh, around Easter, for Easter, she saw us right before Easter. And she said, for Easter, she dealt out the shekels. 40 bucks. Now, I bought a big gray plastic Game Boy case and a game, and I had some money to spare with mine. I'm going to talk about Wait, that. The, the one that you can put the Game Boy in and then put the cartridges in the slot? Yes. Yeah. So um, I, I will talk about the game I bought later, but my brother bought this game, Caesar's Palace. And not only did he play it a lot, I played it a lot too. It was really fun. Um, that was the beauty. Like for Nintendo, we like we each got games sometimes from our like our grandparents would get us like one year for Christmas. My grandma got me WWF WrestleMania for Nintendo, my brother Rad Racer. But, like, our, the Nintendo was ours together, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was, like, both of our games. But you each had a Game Boy, so, you know, we each had our own game, so we'd have to, like, ask, can we uh, can I play this game, you know what I mean? We kept our games on our person. Ah, gotcha. It's like, it, uh, uh, like a barter system. Yeah, like you'd have to like my brother admitted he wasn't in the sports games or Zelda back then, which he is now. Not even sports games now, but he is in the Zelda. But I had um, Link's Awakening, but he wanted nothing to do with that. But I had I had six golden coins, so he'd play that. Um, and he had baseball, and I got golf, and he, I played golf and baseball, and he just basically gave me his baseball game. 
Uh, but he had Caesar's Palace, so that was what I always wanted to play. That was that was like our, our most favorite game between the two of us. So it was like you had this mouse cursor, and you were in a casino, and you'd go through the floor, and you'd pick, you could go to the bathroom, and you'd just hear a flush noise. And it showed like the men's room. <laughs> or the women's room door. And you'd have like a mouse cursor, and you'd see your chips at the bottom. You'd click your chips amount, and you put it. you play. you play blackjack. you play fucking... I don't even... Hold on a little I didn't even look at what games game were on. So, um, I, someone's selling this on eBay for 50 bucks, shrink-wrapped in the cartridge. I kind of want to buy it. I'm not going to stop you. So, it came with blackjack, video poker, roulette, and slots. And you get $1,000, and there was no save feature, so you had to start from $1,000 every time. So you show up in a cab, and you have $1,000 to gamble with. The more money mm -hmm. you could make, the better your car was when you, you cashed out. Yes, I remember. All right, so my aunt had that. My aunt had Super Nintendo, and there were two games that I would always play. And it was either uh, Super Mario World or the super super version of this okay it was it the same idea like if you had yeah, enough money yeah. you get a better yeah, car you would leave in like a red convertible yeah if if you if you bought if you went bankrupt you had to take the bus you came in a taxi though <laughs> and you could get a limo if you did like really good uh so it was fun um and it taught kids young kids 9 and 11 how to gamble <laughs> Even though neither yeah. of us gamble now, so maybe we got it all out of our system. So, Squeezer, I can buy the cartridge for $5, but I can get the shrink-wrapped cartridge for $49.99. I mean, you know what I would do? Buy both. That's not a terrible idea, because you want to be able to play it. Right, but you got to keep the one you buy in the <laughs> shrink-wrapped cartridge. And I do still have my original Game Boy and my Game Boy Color. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could play it right now on my emulator, but why do that? That's not as fun. Not as I, fun. You know, you know how I feel about that. I because and and I went down that road. I had an emulator for everything, and there's something I like the tangibleness. I I have my Game Boy Color, my translucent purple Game Boy Color with a Link's Awakening in it, and when we're in a location where we don't have Wi-Fi in the truck, that comes in handy. Yeah, but my I don't need Wi-Fi for my little emulator thing you've seen. No, that thing, no, that thing's so tiny. It is so tiny, but there, I I just I like the tactile feel of a traditional cartridge. I like to hear that snap. Well, yeah, I guess I don't care either way. I just want to play the game. <laughs> and my uh, little pocket emulator emulates that hideous green color from the Game Boy. Yes. So, it doesn't do the black and white emulation. So, that's always good. But Caesar's Palace. Yes, that story. Getting $40 from my dad's boss's mother. To go to Electronic Boutique. Ooh. Yes. In this oh, you, oh, you went downstairs. What? Electronic Boutique was downstairs, South right? Mall, South Mall. Yes, it was, oh, but South sorry. Mall. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. We, we rarely went to Our mall had two stories. Yes. 
What I, what was the upstairs one before it was EBX? EBX, that's right. It's same thing, just abbreviated to be cool. Yeah. It was the 90s. That's what they did. Um, then there was Babbage's in the Phillipsburg Mall, an electronic boutique. Ooh. Well, I, that's... that's new, in New Jersey? Mm-hmm. Nah, nah, that's... No, because you got to pay to get back over that bridge. Dad's not going to do that. No, you don't. Took the free bridge. Whoa, we're not going into Easton. That's the big city. <laughs> yeah, no one really wants to go through Easton, but no. there's only 50 cents back in a day. Jeffrey would splurge for it. Oh, you got two, Ryan, you got two quarters on you? We got to get back in Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, my God. All the, oh, going to go all the way into New Jersey. I'm like, that's like 30 minutes. Like it's just like it's, I can see it from here. Yeah, but they had a food court. Ooh. And, um. Yeah, we never had good food courts in our malls. We did. Phillipsburg Mall had a great food court. And our malls. That's in New Jersey. It's in the Lehigh Valley. When, when, when you live within walking distance to two malls, the two biggest malls at the time, uh, the parents find it hard to justify. Okay, Squeezer. Us suburb kids who, whose moms only cared about shopping went to all the malls. <laughs> Fair enough. She'd drag us down to the yeah. Fairground Square Mall with the fucking merry-go-round in it. Oh, God. No, I got... St- she dropped me off at my grandparents. She's like, I gotta go run some errands. Where else did she drive? Oh, Franklin Mills down in Philadelphia. The Outlet yeah. Mall. Uh, but that was where I first had Taco Bell. I'll never forget that. Ooh. I remember the first time I had Taco Bell. She dragged you into KOP? KOP rarely because that was just that was too oh. hoity-toity. Oh, or was that or or the big city? If you're like dear friend of ours, yeah, <laughs> going yeah. to Philly. <laughs> well, KOP, that's like Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe you know it's kind of you know it's, it's like Philly, just you know like 15 miles away, but still, yes, like Philly. 15 miles and an hour and a half drive, and yeah, an hour and a half. <laughs> Takes you a half hour to get to Game Russia and two hours to get to Philadelphia. <laughs> Good old 76. Oh. We are. Nuke Molecule in the house. Stop. He says G.I. Joe is kind of whack, to be honest. Hey. Nah. Yeah, I mean, it's what times. All right. Uh, squeezer. It hasn't aged well. I'll give him that. Redeem yourself with this third pick. Nah. Super Street Fighter 2. 32 Megabit geballte Action. Neben Donkey Kong Country, das umfangreichste Super Nintendo Spiel überhaupt. Mit vier neuen Herausforderern und neuen Kampftechniken für alle bisherigen Street Fighter. Mit komplett überarbeiteter Grafik. Mit tollen Animationen und bombastischem Stereo-Sound. 94 Spielspaßpunkte, laut Maniac 994. You Americans get the feel of the Zimmers in you and you think of the Daddy Harry. <laughs> I told you I was having trouble finding commercials, so... When I found a German commercial for Street Fighter... <laughs> And for some reason, they had to drop in Donkey Kong Country in there. Yeah. 
That was we are in our rave. We are playing tools game, Super Street yeah. Fighter 2 and Donkey Kong Country 3. It's just a monkey game. It's not the monkey game. Play with the monkey from America. He's an evil monkey. Oh, yeah. He's so hairy. Uh, I don't know how, like, I, I listen to that, I watch the commercial, and it just, it highlights the game. You hear that commercial, but it just sounds dirty. Yeah, because it's German. <laughs> it just sounds dirty, and it just sounds filthy. Super Street Fighter um, 2. Play in a pool um, of oil with your little sister, half naked. <laughs> yeah, it, like, it's like, you just, you can't help, like, in your head, you just picture, uh... Oil, black leather, and and chickens. Um, Play the monkey game with a bunch of bananas. <laughs> uh, you don't eat them, though. Naughty, naughty. Uh, that's how comes when I go to how comes. Jeez, why is it that? <laughs> I was about to make fun of you for that, but you got yourself first. Uh, hey, it's a dialect thing. All right. Um, you're talking to Jake too much too much tonight. Yeah, I know. How how long is it like when I go to like one of those German heritage festivals? I'm like, oh, those are that's my people. Uh, how much longer is it before it slowly transitions from the Lederhosen, like the brown and green Lederhosen, to we are just looking like Judas Priest on stage? Well, and, and Squeezer, BDSM. I. I... Uh, being to Munich twice now, uh -huh. I can say they're still very much into the Lederhosen polkas. Oh, good. good. The the barbarian uh, region of Germany made their money off of polka music and beer and pretzels. So it's a good time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Trust me. It's yeah. too good. Well, of a so time. is also wearing uh you know a ball gag and you know leather. Yeah, Berlin was more modern, I guess, less Lederhosen, and uh, I mean, they had non-alcoholic beer for sale, so that's all you got to know. Why? That's what I said. Fucking EU. They made some yeah. laws where you can't have beer in advertising, so they had all these breweries had to make a non-alcoholic version. What do they run during the, what commercials do they run during the Super Bowl? I don't think they run the Super Bowl. <laughs> Well, that's just silly. Wait, if but if they're not drinking, then how do they enjoy soccer? I really don't. I don't know how they do it while drinking, Squeezer. I'm sorry for you soccer fans. I just don't get lot. it. Yeah, I tried. I like Ted Lasso, um, but I can't like soccer. I'd rather watch someone with a lasso than watch soccer. Well, Ted Lasso is just a name, and you really should watch I, that show. It's really good. I'd rather. I'd rather watch someone with a lasso uh 1991 we got uh street fighter 2 uh for the arcade street fighter the world warrior Th this is the street fighter you know and love was birthed in 91 prior to that there was a release uh 87 you got street fighter and it was a fighting game it was very basic you had one character with a palette swap so you had R ryu and then ken was the palette swap they came up with a storyline for two player where uh ken was his training partner and if ken beat ryu 
the cool thing about that was then the rest of the the tower that you proceed through, if I may use a Mortal Kombat term, uh, you would play as Ken. But their moves were all the same. It was all very basic, and that you had one guy to fight with, pretty much. Street Fighter Two, you now had eight people um, that you can now fight with, and then you also had four CPU uh, bosses that you had to fight at the end. So, and and they all had different move sets. Did this Street the original Street Fighter Two have the feats that the strength tests in them? Or was that added in like the championship editions and the virtual edition? I want to say that came in the chan. The, all the little side game stuff came later, I believe. It's been so long since I played, and then everything I watched of it, it uh, wasn't there. Um, I'm trying to think. Because I watched a whole bunch of playthroughs and I don't remember seeing them. Because I, I specifically went and tried to find the original ones. Because then they started dropping like the alpha and stuff. And the other versions. There were multiple ports. And it just kind of got spread out across all the different systems. Um, but your 1991 version. Uh, you still had uh, Ryu. Uh, they added E. Honda. Who was original to it. Blanca came in. Uh, Guile, Ken was still there. He comes back now, but he's got his own moveset. Chun-Li, uh, and Zangief, and Dalzim were your original fighters that you could pick from. I was now, always E-Honda, because you could be so cheap with him. Oh, and just, like, smother attack. Just just the hand, constantly. Yeah. Um, the million hand slap, I think it's called. I, I liked Guile because I liked the uh, Hayuken. It was just fun. Uh, and also Chun-Li because, you know, she was a little pervy, you know, nine-year-old. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, yeah. Uh, but then you could fight. Your, your last uh, CPUs were characters that you eventually come to love to play. Uh, Balrog, Vega, Sagat, and Bison. Which, th- something that's cool here is Balrog, the boxer, uh, when they originally designed him, uh, very similar to Mike Tyson. His name in Japan is actually M. Bison. Mm-hmm. Like Mike Tyson. But when, that, when they were porting the game over and they were bringing it over to the U.S., they're like, Hey, we're gonna get sued, right, for the likeness. So what are we gonna do? He's like, oh well, don't call him M. Bison. Like, all right, what do we call him? We'll call him Balrog. Balrog's the other guy. Yeah, we'll, we'll call him Vega. Yeah, Vega yeah, was Vega was the other guy. And Vega was M. Bison, right? Yeah, well, we'll call that guy M. Bison. So yeah, it was just they just so Vega was M. Bison. He became or was Balrog. Balrog. Sorry, M. Bison, the boxer, became Balrog. Balrog, who used to be the the Spanish bullfighter with the mask and the claw, and Vega is Vega. the coolest character, and he is Vega completely. He shouldn't be anybody else. Vega is a perfect name for him. That's perfect. Yes, Vega and is then, so. Uh, the the dictator, uh, the Raul Julia uh, guy was Vega. 
they made him M. Bison. I just think that makes so much more sense. Yes. It, it, I, maybe it's just our preference because that's what we've always known. Mm-hmm. But those names just feel like they fit better. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, I. And I like to think that... And then this game basically set the groundwork, the foundation for every... Like, this is the... This is the godfather of all fighting games from here on out. Like, yeah, there there was... You had Street Fighter 1. Uh, Final Fight existed. But... And you have a few... You can say, oh, well, there's a fighting game there, a fighting game there. It all goes back to Street Fighter 2. And, like, the craze. It was huge. Yeah, the combos had, like, and stuff, yeah. It, it was the highest-grossing arcade game forever. It, 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 it's up there still with Pac-Man, and I think it's, like, Pac-Man, Space Invaders, and Street Fighter 2. And it's not like people are going out, you're not buying this game for $60. You're putting quarters in it. Mm-hmm. So you're talking, it was bringing in billions of dollars in quarters. That's how popular this game was. Uh, and, and the franchise blows up, and it made, it's also responsible for one of my favorite movies of the 90s. Yeah. And also one of the greatest soundtracks of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know people, uh, it doesn't get great reviews, but I love that damn movie. So do I. I really do. Some of Raul Julie's finest work. Uh, and and Jean-Claude Van Damme, by far, is it's, it's a masterpiece, I think. If, if you had to pick someone to play Colonel Guile, or technically he's a major, but whatever you're going to do for the movie, fine, make it. Uh, it works. And then they tweaked a few things and made Charlie Blanca and all that stuff, but whatever. But it was just so cool to have this game. It was a and it was a community event. Like it was cool that people like you had to like wait in line. You had to fight to get to this console. Go down the spaceport and play. And just you didn't even have to play. You just watch people play. That that's what was cool about the arcade. Now is what's cool about Street Fighter. And I, I remember when the demo for 5 came out, I was so excited. I got to play it in a PlayStation trailer when that was in town. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun, and then I just I never picked it up. But maybe I'll... I never played it after Super Nintendo Genesis era. Uh, so, like, you tapped that after, like, Alpha? No, I never, I never got to Alpha. I never played it past 2, <laughs> Turbo, and Championship Edition. Oh. Yeah. Mm. I I didn't think they released one for 64, right? Um That's a good question. I don't think so. Street Fighter for N64. Is there a Street Fighter game? Nope. There is not. That's why. Hmm. PlayStation has the best fighting games. Nah, I didn't have PlayStation. We had all the we had all the fighting games. Yeah, and then I kind of and then I started falling into like the Tekken 
thing. And Never of course, played I was Tekken. a big Mortal Kombat fan. Mortal Kombat, yes. yeah. But after three and all three Ultimate, I stopped playing that too. Oh no, 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 no! You no, you gotta play uh, Deception and Armageddon. Oh, those are great. Nope. Those are so good. I never even liked Smash Brothers. Oh, no, no. Mortal Kombat, Armageddon, Mortal Kombat, Deception. Uh, some of the, the combo strings you can do in there are just insane. Yeah, when it got into that, I just stopped caring. Oh, oh no. That was so much fun. And then the stories just get – it gets more and more convoluted. Oh, it's fantastic. I love it. I can't wait. The first thing I do when I even even though I know it's not uh, mastered for it, but when the day comes that I can get myself a nice fancy PlayStation, because I'm not gonna waste my time getting any new games now, cause uh, uh, blow my time playing uh, Mass Effect in like two months. But uh, the Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate Edition is just, uh, just gonna be so awesome. All right, shall we move I on? Like me a good fighting game. Yeah, we can move on. All right, here is my next pick, and I don't know if it starts because I just pulled the long plays off of YouTube, so music won't start right away, but it will kick in right about now. This is for a 1991 game developed by Rare called Battletoads, featuring Rash, Zitz, and Pimples. Oh, Battletoads. So I remember playing this in the fall of 1991. I'd like to say it was September, shortly after school started, and it was a weekend. And my mom's friend from school, she worked at school and church, and she, like, volunteered. And her and this woman put together, like, uh the church bazaar every year so they were getting together for their first meeting to meet for the christmas bazaar um and her kids were andrew um rebecca and fuck what was the other boy's name i can't remember off the top of my head but andrew was like really good at um nintendo games he was like a savant and he'd help us be like get like some stuff in Nintendo, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game for Nintendo. Uh, but we rented Battletoads for this weekend. And I remember like we were down playing it and having a fucking awesome time. And we went up and we had thin Christ, thin crust pizza from Pizza Hut. And I, I remember I ate four pieces that night. I can't even eat four pieces now. <laughs> You're a very special boy. And, like, I remember running upstairs. We were so excited. Pizza. But we were down playing Battletoads. And this game was hard, but it was it's fun. It's a beat-em-up. And, I don't know. It just takes forever. And I remember that night we were then, like, I jumped off the stairs and I, like, hurt my feet. And then we were just, like, relaxing after that. And we put, I had a taping of uh, WrestleMania 7 from that spring. And we were watching the VHS tape of that at the end of the night but then like one after he left after Aunt the carvers left my brother and i were just playing battletoads again until we were it was like a friday night 
Like, until we went to bed. I think it was just actually, it was a Saturday night. Um, but this game has everything. I, I mean, everyone's like, it's so hard to beat. But the thing about beat-em-up games and why I like them is you don't have to beat them. Like, the, the Tick on SNES, like, I never beat it, but I didn't care. It just goes on. It's a fun game that goes on forever. And Battletoads mm -hmm. was so fun because it wasn't, like, you could jump on things and, like, like those pi flying pigs and ride them. You could pick up weapons. There were, like, different, like, you eat the flies as you, you fly down. There's, like, so many different, like, variations of, of shit and, like, the comedy of their reaction, too. And, like, it changed, like, perspective from first person to, like, a, to, like, a sky's, like, you have to, like, throw at it, like, a 3D perspective when you're at a boss and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many different games that it kept it exciting that you didn't need... Fuck it, I didn't need to beat it. I was having fun playing. That's a good point. It's about the journey. Right. right. For a beat-em-up, like, it's the same game. over. It's, like, over and over and over and over. And, of yeah. course, Battletoads were created because of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Turtles craze. And they even got their own cartoon. And I think the phrase was, Battletoads are out of control. <laughs> yeah. Or was it... Battle trolls are out of control. Battle troll. You're right. It was battle trolls, right? Battle. Yeah. Because I had battle. I love battle trolls. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, yeah it was battle trolls. But I, I would see how. Yeah, they were all jumping yeah. off of the. Uh, so, of course, Deke um, made a half hour television special. And. Um, well, at least the animation was of quality. Right. And it aired in the weekend of Thanksgiving of 1992, but it never got picked up as a series. Uh, but in GamePro, they had these like comic book style ads that made you think that it was coming to series. Uh, we rented the show on VHS a bunch of times from Blockbuster. That's the only time I ever saw it. Because as kids, you ra you rarely knew when shit was coming out because there was no internet. Like unless you like saw it specifically, your parents told you about it in the newspaper. Like you had no idea when something was coming out on television. Yeah. So you, mm -hmm. unless it was released on a VHS, and you know you saw a blockbuster and rented it, like you didn't know what the fuck it was. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, but Battletoads was fun, and that one night of, of playing this with Andrew Carver, uh, and my brother, and just and being and being like, you didn't all need to play it. Just watching one person play it was that's fun. That was always fun for me. Like I played some levels too. We just take turns. Uh, and that that was fun. Battletoads. Fun nice. game. Good memories for me. Nice. Let's move on, Squeezer. Your fourth pick. All right. Here, here, here's another commercial because this licensed goodness uh, still couldn't get the music right. So. Part game. Ready to take on the toughest competition you've ever faced. American Gladiators. Saturday at 5 on Fox 25. Jake's listening live, Squeezer. Luckily, he must have just tuned in. Oh, good. He missed the last couple shots we took at him. <laughs> but we talked about American Gladiators before. Remember when we did the watch along? 
Uh, yeah, when we actually watched American Gladiators. Yeah, which uh, about a year ago. What? We are coming up on the year anniversary when we started doing those daily podcasts, Squeezer, those daily shows. Oh, God, that makes me feel so... I can't believe that. How did we do that for so long? We did it from... We did it from... So, last year, March 11th was the last night we worked. March 13th was when everything shut down. And that was Friday. By March 16th, we started doing... I think by that week, after in March 16th, sometime that week, we started doing uh, daily. That was, two day that was two days ago. Yeah, yeah. We're past a year. We're past a year. We we should be talking, doing a full movie watch along right now before we realize it's too much. At noon, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It, it devolved this show into just complete anarchy. Yeah, well, yeah, we got we got back on track for a while. Yeah. It devolved. Yeah, it yeah. Uh, well, I think everything did. Uh, American Gladiators for NES. Uh, what more can I say other than it was a great idea? There are some really fun moments, and it will also make you want to just rip your controller in half. Uh, there is. So it, it takes inspiration from the show. Clearly, um, there's multiple levels. You have you you do your, you have joust, which is fun. But they, they can't just do joust and be done with it. So they have, like, you joust, and then you jump to the next platform and joust, and jump to the next platform and joust. The, the best is when you hit a gladiator off, it's not even, it's beyond Wilhelm. It is a scream of death that they give out. It's fantastic. It, it, it's like someone, it's like if you, like, uppercutted someone into, like, the pit two in Mortal Kombat kind of scream of death that they let out okay squeezer yeah our first show was on march 23rd that was when we started doing the, the live shows that was ghostbusters watch along mm. we we didn't do american gladiators till april 17th oh my god i think it took us like maybe a week Till we realized we couldn't all be in the it, office. Well, it, it was a week. We did a week of movies. And we're like, this is a lot of time. Yeah, we. it was the 23rd. We did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then we did the old TV. We did Pee Wee. Then Batman 89, Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, The Wizard. Uh, then Clerks, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And that was it. Then we went April 6th. We started doing TV shows. Yeah. It's like, uh, we still have to work. <laughs> this is yeah, like a two-hour, three-hour block of our day. and um, Yeah, American Gladiators is fun to watch. Yeah, it was. We uh, Enchantress and I spent a whole day during the quarantine uh, watching it on YouTube, just watching all the episodes. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I still think, and oh, bingo cards, it, it, it holds up. Like and well, here's the thing: you would think that they would bring it back again. I know they tried for a little bit, but when you watch this, if you watch an episode, even that promo from '91, you're like, "How is this not on TV now?" Right. Because it's just the kind of stuff that they just kind of—you don't need writers, you know. 
But wh- well, I think that's when then the re- reboot came out during the writer's strike. If I'm correct. It did. It did. And where is all the old episodes on the streaming platform? Like, why has that not happened? Yeah. Like, there's like five or ten complete shows, and they're pretty poor quality on YouTube. Yeah, and yeah, to find a full show is tough. Yeah, get that shit uh, on YouTube, man. Or I'm sorry, on on Netflix or or Hulu. Who owns that? I have no idea. I'm 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 looking. American Gladiators. Uh, looks like it was. Transworld International. Oh, Samuel Goldwyn Corporation. MGM. MGM. Yeah. So they need to. MGM needs to sell that shit. Hmm. In 2009, Shout Factory released The Battle Begins, featuring commentary from Laser Zap and Nitro. The DVD only has the last 14 episodes of season one. I wonder if they still even have them. (laughs) Yeah, true. You know, they're probably all on tape somewhere, just degrading. Oh, shit. On October 2019, a channel dedicated to the original show as well as the 2008 revival, was added to Pluto TV on channel 136. I don't have that Pluto thing. Wait, isn't that the free one? Yeah, that's free. Maybe that's why I didn't think, because you should have to pay for that. Yeah. A suggested link with Pluto TV American Gladiators. Here it is, here it is, here it is. As of April 2018... SITV, Sports Illustrated TV, has added the original series to their premium channel add-on for Amazon Prime. So it's on Prime? Or you have to pay for Prime and then the Sports I think you have to pay for the Sports Illustrated TV add-on. The fuck with that. Uh, Right now on Pluto TV, I'm watching American Gladiators from 2008, but that's not the same. Oh, you're watching it? I just clicked on it, and it took me right to it. Oh. It's Brick and Toby. Brick's beating Toby 14 to 4. Damn. Oh, and now I got to... So so it's like a... It's a stream. Into something. It's a channel that has, like, live programming, like a cable channel, not like a, you yeah. can pick your episode. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's no fun. Oh, my God, these transitions. Holy shit, stuff's exploding everywhere. All right. 2008 was rough. Um... <laughs> American Jake. Gladiators in 1991 was hot, and on NES I had this. It was great. It was brutal. Wait, you own this uh, or did you rent it? You own this? No, game? I I owned it. Wow. I owned it. Um, this was I, I not 91, probably like 93. This was a yard sale grab, um, or a flea market grab. Uh, so Joust is cool. You have the joust. You have your big Q-tip, and you jump from podium to podium, and joust. Um, Powerball was fun. That actually kind of played like Powerball. It was the closest thing I could think of to actually like the event, and it could almost be like a little game in itself. Assault was pretty cool. Um, you you get to shoot stuff. Um, and then Human Cannonball was probably my best event. 
it was tricky because he had to time it because you would have to jump and swing on the rope and then have to hit the gladiator holding the pad. Mm. But the column they were on was actually moving up and down. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot trickier and the timing was really off. And if you didn't land on it perfectly, they'd like just bing, block you and like, like bounce you off. Um, then there's one event where you, you know, I talk about like just that feeling of twisting and cracking your controller until you hear it just start to go. Yes. This, this wants you to take the cartridge out of the plate of the uh, NES and just wing it across the room as hard as you can. And that's the wall. Um, because the wall mechanics, the best I could say is it's similar to imagine playing uh, Ghostbusters where you're climbing the steps. A, B, A, B, A, B, A, B, A, B, just to go up steps. You need the turbo controller for that. Yeah. Now imagine doing that on a wall and gladiators are chasing you from every direction at twice your speed. Ah, that's fun. It's impossible. It can't be done. I know because I've seen it, but there is an eliminator in this game. I've never got to play it. I never got to play it. Because that damn wall. This game was actually pretty tough. Uh, it, it, or maybe... It, look, I'm going to say this. It was tough at the time. Mm-hmm. I might play it now. I'm like, wow, this is pretty easy. Like, I really sucked as a kid. And previous me would probably agree with him. He's like, yeah, I, I sucked. You should really come back in time and, you know, tell me, hey, don't suck. But, yeah, I, I, w- I wasn't at the time and still am not good at video games. No, I'm not. I enjoy playing that. No, you're way better than me. You beat Grand Theft Auto. I played Grand Theft Auto with me. And you played Grand Theft... Any, you... Anyone can beat Grand Theft Auto. You just got to play long enough. That's all it is. I it's can't. Not hard. You played Grand Theft Auto with me and were frustrated playing Grand Theft Auto with me. Well, that's because, you know, they, there's things that they put into place like, you know, armor and health and cover that you can use. And you just, you know, say, like, eh, fuck it. Um... No, and th- those games aren't hard. There's no there's no end game. You just keep playing and playing and playing until you win. It's more story driven than anything. Right. Um Yeah, there are some I'm trying to think. I don't I get tired of hard games. I pick and choose. I like more open world just explorey kind of shit where I can just get lost for a little bit. I'm not nearly as big as the gamer as I used to be and I, I Really, just pick and choose from my couple genres and games that I play, and that's it. I don't know. I, I think I, I've reached that old age where new things are scary now. So, I'll just play an old space game from 15 years ago instead. Pay the same amount of money for it. But American Gladiators was fun, it was fun and frustrating. Uh, there, there, like I said, there's those events that if you're good at, uh, great, but, uh, this isn't the Olympics, so you don't get a gold medal for just doing one little thing. Uh, you gotta do them all. That's what we should do. What? Make American gladiators in the Olympics. Oh, okay. Like, that's a whole sport, right? Like, you don't have to, like, I mean, they could still, like, make Powerball a sport, that makes sense. 
assault could be a sport and breakthrough and conquer. But like if you're gonna have like the decathlon, it's like, oh wow, he skis and shoots. Well, how about you ride a little hand bike, climb a cargo net, run a zip line, and then break through a paper wall. And, and what you learn from watching American gladi- gladi- Gladiators, it's not the people with the brute strength that always win. It's the nimble and agile ones. It's the all-around yeah. athletes who win. Like me. You are nimble and agile. You're spry, squeezer. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. Like, I wouldn't nope. even jump up to grab the handles for, like, the little hand. I would just jump in the hole. <laughs> like, save myself the time. Like I'm not getting no no I'm not, I'm gonna hang on there and just putter about for like thirty minutes trying to get to the other side. No, I'm gonna jump in the hole, take the penalty, climb up the thing, and then climb up the cargo net for like forty five minutes. The guy stops me at the top of the zip line. It's like, uh, you can't go. I'm like why not? He's like, this isn't rated for you. I'm like you didn't bother to tell me before I started. It's like, well, we figured climbing the cargo net, you might shed a few, and then maybe you can go down. But clearly that didn't work. No. You're a sweet boy. Yeah. <laughs> You're very handsome. Thanks. Thanks. Comes in handy here. I think you'd do well. Jake, when we get in tomorrow, start planning the, the <laughs> SEN American Gladiators. What's the final course called? The Eliminator. The Eliminator. Start building the Eliminator in the garage. It's, uh, it is during the fitness challenge, so it's only proper. That's true, yeah. Okay, uh, moving on. My fourth pick, Mr. Squeezer, is... I'm going to hit the post good on this one. This is a little game released in 1991 here in the States. Uh... Adventure Island 2, released in February of 1991 in North America. And I didn't have this. My neighbor down the street, Matt, had this. I wound up getting the Game Boy Adventure Island 2, which is the same practical game. It's just as fun. Um, This game is probably my second favorite game franchise behind Mario for Nintendo. It is so much fun. It's side-scrolling. And you know how I said Super Adventure Island's a dud? Mm-hmm. Adventure Island 2 is not a dud whatsoever. It's it's very much fun. You go through and you collect playing cards, which give you different dinosaurs. And then at the end, you could you could stash them in your inventory like you do Mario Brothers 3. And you could like get like 10 of one dinosaur. It doesn't matter. It's like, it's like your inventory allows you to collect all the dinosaurs. And you can get as many of said dinosaurs as you want and use them before or, you know, before you enter any level. But I like... I, I was a hoarder, and just like you were in Mario 3, you get the dinosaur, and then you stash it, and you never use it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. yeah. So oh, you, oh, my God. I would never... It's like, oh, I'm not going to use it. That's a, that's a, I don't want to... I have this dinosaur now. He's. A, I, I'm a collector. I've collected it. I cannot use it. Like I have an entire like row of power wings, but no, I'm not going to use those. I might need them later. Right. So, like, you'd finish the, the, you get a dinosaur in the level, and you finish out the dinosaur, the level with said dinosaur, and then you'd stash him, and you start the new level fresh without the dinosaur. Get a dinosaur, and then you stash him again. These poor dinosaurs are just living in your storage, in your storage eggs. But, um, 
it was actually really fun. Uh, there was a, a blue Camptosaurus, and he was the heart card, and he attacks with his tail, and he could walk on ice without sliding. There was a red Camptosaurus, who was the spade, and he could breathe fire and swim over lava to a certain point. There was a Pterodon, who's a clover, and he could fly. He was really cool and drop stones. There was uh, a Lazamosaurus, who's a diamond, and he is the only dinosaur that could survive in underwater stages and swim faster. So he was like the frog suit, you know? Okay. Was he actually like an aquatic dinosaur, like a yeah. Dilosaurus or Elasmus like Elasmosaurus. Okay. Yeah, the Elasmosaurus was a genius of plesiosaur that lived in North America during the Camp Campiana stage of the late Cretaceous period, 80.5 million years ago. Squeezer, first specimen oh, that long discovered in 1867 near Fort Walls, Kansas. But there's no water there. So clearly it's fake. <laughs> you got me there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Much like uh, the Stegosaurus and the Triceratops in Jurassic Park, they were gastroliths that use stomach stones to help digest their food. Hmm. Every six Gotta watch out for that West Indian lilac. Yeah, exactly. Every six weeks. Um, and they were big motherfuckers too, so you couldn't just ride the tiny things. Like they're the, the dinosaurs were so tiny in this game, but mm -hmm. I know it was a caveman, and so it could have been like a Neanderthal, you know, that didn't wear a mask. <laughs> I don't know how big they got. I mean, Captain's pretty big, so I don't know. Yeah, but I bet they would run the right show at the right time. Probably. Um. Yeah, Adventure Island 2, I've talked about in this show before, and Nintendo, it's one of my favorite games. If you could get the Nintendo game, or I'm sorry, the Game Boy game, it's just as fun. If you haven't played it, give it a spin. It's a lot of fun. And that was my fourth pick for games that I played in 1991. Down at Matt's house, I was so jealous. I wanted it so bad, but my dad was like, you oh, need yeah. that game. Squeezer. All right. Your last pick. All right. Spe speaking of Oscar worthiness, here's uh, this commercial. This time, it calls you to the ultimate battle of good against evil. To a quest few are prepared for, and fewer still survive. But perhaps now, the power is within your grasp. It's the game that's already a legend. The Legend of Zelda, a link to the past, only on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Now, you're playing with superpower. They really were original with that catchphrase. Oh. <laughs> now you're playing with... That's uh, that's Nintendo 2. Apparently the next version of the Switch is going to be called the Super Switch. Well, don't mess with... Don't fix what's not broken. And they almost called the N64 the Ultra Nintendo. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah. It was... Yeah. Um... Yeah, that, that commercial is ridiculous. If you can get a chance, look up the 1991 uh, Zelda Link to the Past live-action commercial. Um, they, they get this guy, it's like a Conan reject um, to play Link when clearly he's supposed to be a young lad. But it's just this, like, beef beefcake and, like, a shredded shirt trying to rip a sword out of stone. It's fantastic. 
Um, so it goes without saying, or it, I don't. How does that work? Because I already said it earlier. I don't have to say it again. There you I did go. not have a Super Nintendo. Uh, so I did not have a Link to the Past. But everyone that I was Squeezer. friends with... Yeah. I did. Um, everyone I was friends with had Link to the Past. And I thought... It was the coolest game ever. All I wanted to do was play Link to the Past. And no one wanted to play Link to the Past with me. Because it wasn't a game you played with your friends. I know. They just wanted to be left alone. And I I didn't want to play with them. I wanted them to leave their own room so I could play it. <laughs> it's like, go away, selfish owner of this. Yeah, I, my friend Keith Eggleston uh, had... Zelda and it had the gold cartridges and I didn't know what the fuck Zelda was and we went to his house and he had this gold cartridge and I wanted to play it so bad and he's like no we're not playing that we're not playing that and I didn't get till we, I played it later on the gray cartridge at my house that it wasn't a game meant to play with other people except my friend Matt and I who did everything together we would play and just we'd have sleepovers and play all night either Final Fantasy or Legend of Zelda because we we're mental well, cases that, that's what uh, Adrian and I used to do would play this and then was wait the my original. Adrian we were, yeah our Adrian <laughs> we, we would play we would play the original together but we would take turns playing but we would also map it out right one person was a navigator and the other person yeah. was playing you would, you, you, take would turns. you would navigate and, and someone would do the map right yeah. that's exactly what we did that's yeah, the um, logical way to play yeah that's how you that's how you're supposed to play these videos that's how because that's how I played with my brother that's how, and I taught Matt how to play that way yeah my brother and I played. We should, we should do that ourselves. Let's let's go find. Let's go play Zelda and the two of us. When we'll one of us will navigate and the we, other will. We could do Ocarina of Time because I never beat it, and we could finally beat Ooh. it. Ooh, that could be fun. That'd be interesting too, because that's a big map. You gotta. Yeah, I'll bring I'll bring my GameCube in. We'll set it up in uh, the lunchroom because I have uh, Ocarina, and then we could do Wind Waker straight after that. Oh, you do it. Well, I'll bring in my 64. We'll play it on 6. We'll go original. All right. And then we can do Wind Waker. I never played Wind Waker. Well, I mean, I played a little bit of it in college, but um But man, this game was glorious. Kind of like what 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 Street Fighter 2 was to the franchise. Like there was a Street Fighter 1, but Street Fighter 2 like set the bar. And look, Legend of Zelda, the original, is, is is awesome. I love it. It's so much fun. I have so many great memories of that. And then there's... Uh, Link's Awakening uh, set the bar. Well, this came, this came first. Right. Well, I did it? Yeah, this was 91. Link's Awakening didn't come out to 93. Yeah, okay. You're right. Um, and, and that took a ton of cues from, from this game. It did. It, it did. almost feels like... It, it's like it's little brother. Uh, I like it, it better, really though. It really does feel like this game i like link's awakening better oh hot do you? take because well, i played that a thousand times over and i do it you know like i said i have a game i have it in my bag because you never know um i have your copy of donkey kong country for game boy though and i got your copy of uh tiny tune adventures so no, that's true yeah i gotta find my copy of i gotta find uh Crash Dummies, because that was some. That is the greatest time killer game of all time. Just ask Chris. Chris might have. Crash Dummies was his game. That was another one that was his game. 
So uh, if you see Chris tomorrow, ask him if he has his cartridge still. All right. That, that, that first level, I, I think I still have it. That first level, just jumping off the roof of the building and like doing all the flips and stuff, like through and, the canopies. And on the, the, the flag bars. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was so much fun. Yeah. That was so much fun. Um, anywho, uh, Link to the Past. A lot of the elements that you're familiar with came from this game. Uh, the fact that there's two worlds. Like the, the first uh, Zelda games, it was very straightforward. Like, go explore the caves and the dungeons and get the key and move on and fight the big bad. But like this, it really introduced a bigger, grander story to the whole thing, um, and, and just the world felt like lived in. There were towns, there were communities, and it wasn't just a cave with an old man handing you something, or you know, selling you some shit between some torches. Uh, with all due respect, of course. All due respect. Um, but oh, and a lot of the, like the hook shot, uh, the power sword. Uh, like his spin move, which is epic. In I mean, I was familiar with using it as a tool in Link's Awakening. That move came from this game, like his charge up spinny attack. Um, also, he does more of a sweeping attack versus just a pokey attack, like in the the previous games. Uh, the Pegasus boots, uh, so you can actually run. A whole bunch of different stuff came out of this game that. And and that created a lore that is like created the bedrock for you know Zelda. There Hell, now. did you you've never played a link between a link between worlds, have you? Uh, what was that on? 3ds. No, no, I don't have a 3ds. It's set in. It's a game that's set in the uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. Ooh, don't mess with my head too much. Yeah. No, the last Zelda game I played was on GameCube. So, um, this is, uh, oh my God, you got to get a switch just to play breath of the wild. I know it's incredible, but no, I would get the 3ds too, to play link between worlds. Fuck man. It's fun. I know. I got to send my kids to community college at some point, (laughs) maybe beauty school, just not real college. I want them to be successful. Uh, even the Switch, you could play the remake of uh, Link's Awakening. They remade it in 3D. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen it. It is pretty. Yeah. It is pretty. I'm not going to lie. Um, Minish Cap's another good game. Game Boy Color. You played that, though, right? Uh, did I? I don't think I have. I played. I had a link no. to, to the past for. Um, a Super Nintendo, but I think the Game Boy Advance. Link to the past. I played the most. Like that, I had the flip up. I'm trying to see when that came out. Ninety one was the original. When did? swords came out i don't know i played that on my flip up game boy advance sp constantly i played more super nintendo games on my game boy advance like longer than i did because <laughs> it there was portable gaming and it had the backlit screen 
This is the most I ever played Mario 2, because that was like the first Mario Super Mario Advance that came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was very fun. But I would, I, I mean, delve in if you want some good gaming, some good Zelda games. Oh, I know. Get yourself a Switch. Gotta... Get yourself a 3DS. Yeah, that, I got to go out and buy a whole new system just for a couple games. Like, who... Yeah, but I, I've talked I'm about all... switches. I'm already, I'm already, I have to already go out and buy an Xbox because they fucking bought Bethesda. So the thing is, though, if you buy a Switch, that's easy to to tell your wife like you're buying it for your daughters. She's not that dumb. But your daughters would love those games. They make games for your for your daughter. And they already got my addictive personality disorder. They don't need me to start funneling <laughs> games into them already just yet. I'm just saying. Plus, I have like a half a dozen perfectly good video game consoles down here that they can, they, you know, I got an Intellivision. They got to work their way up. They got to earn it. <laughs> that was some uh, writer did that. He started from um, the early video games and made his kid play them all the systems with him as he grew up until he got to modern gaming. That's the way to go. You got to wean them in. I mean, just because that's the way we did it, because that's the natural progression of our birth, doesn't mean that's the way you got to go. Yeah, I, all right. So you all right, play all these modern games, and you go, okay, now, honey, here is the greatest game of all time. And then you just throw Mario 3. Mm -hmm. But it's not as cool. I'm like, no, no, it's better. Trust me. It's better. This, this is what perfection looks like. Damn straight. All right. Uh, shall we move on? Put a bow uh, on this episode? Ooh. Oh, oh, full circle. We came back to the bow and the wrapping and all that stuff, right? Yes. I don't remember what we were talking about, but yeah. You were talking. Hold on. My computer's being weird. All right. Here it is. Uh, something about British actors and ribbons. Yes. But. So uh, when I told the story of us getting the $40 from my dad's boss's mom, the game I bought, at first I thought it was a dud till I learned how to play it. I don't know if this will play because my computer is being weird. My clip computer. Hold on. It's not playing. God damn. That's frozen completely. Let it go. Well, it's, uh, I don't need the clip. It's just, it's the rescue of Princess Blobat, a boy and his blob, the game for Game Boy. Ooh. So I bought that because I was like, I remember, because you always see, saw ads for a boy and his blob in like the non Nintendo video game magazines. Yes. And it made, like, David Crane's a boy and his blob, and it made it look so fucking cool. Um, I was like, Oh, like it sold me an electronic boutique. It was also cheap. Like I had 40 bucks and I wanted to make it stretch. I'm not going to spend all 40 on one game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want accessories. Fair. I want maybe a little spending cash after I buy the game. Yeah, there's an egg machine down there. I got to throw a couple quarters in. Right, yeah. You know, you got to make that money last. So I bought the Rescue Princess Blobat. And I popped this this game in my game boy and i start playing it and i'm i'm stuck i can't even get past the opening scene it's and it's a puzzle so you're there with the blob and you got jelly beans and as you give him jelly beans he turns into different things but i did not get like 
that I had to first turn him into a, like it took me forever until I realized I had to turn, like turn him into a trample. And it's more of a puzzle game. You have to figure out what the mm-hmm. different jelly beans do and then what to do with said jelly beans to get hit your blob to do things that you need. So you're at a locked door and you're stuck there. That's how the game starts. So you have to turn your, your blob into a trampoline and go up to a ledge where there's another bag of jelly beans. Why there's hidden bags of jelly beans all over this secret castle, I don't know, but there See, are. Now, I would just turn them into a blowtorch because in my logic, I'm like, well, the blowtorch is going to burn the door down. Yeah, but you don't have a blowtorch jelly bean, but you have a lime jelly bean, so key lime. Hold on, mine. Oh! Right. Wow, so like 30-some years later, I finally figured that out. And... Tangerine, oh, you just told me about it. Tangerine was a trampoline. Okay, now you're blowing my mind. Right. So, like, there was correlation between the jelly beans you'd use and the different things he'd turn into. Let me see. If I, I feel so dumb. Oh, did you play this game? No, but like the original, like a boy and his blob for Nintendo. So, um. I thought I'd go and find a list of the jelly beans and what they did. But I'm not finding it. Uh, anyway, the princess, uh, they attempt to rinse, rescue Princess Blobat from her imprisonment in the castle tower. It's puzzle, puzzle platforming. Um, you got to feed them different beans to get through the... Uh, uh, thing and uh, the the castle and I, when he turns into something you have to do the the whistle that's mm-hmm. like one of the things is the whistle and he goes back to being the blob and comes back to you um then you you finding uh the player may also look at extra jelly bean sacks and different treasures finding five peppermints will increase the player's extra life by one um i i want to find hold on princess Blobat. I want to find the jelly bean list. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, so punch is a hole. Mint is ice. Licorice is a ladder. Strawberry is a bridge. Coconut is a coconut. Cola is a bubble. Uh, Banana is a monkey wrench. Apple is a jack. Lime is a key. Vanilla is an umbrella. Tangerine is a trampoline. Root beer is a rocket. Honey is hummingbird. Ketchup, when you throw it, the blob will warp wherever it lands. So, like, if there's a wall in front of you, you could throw the jelly bean over it. Hmm. Oh yeah, it was very uh very fun. Hold on, is this com- I think I finally gave too much. This iMac is 2012. That's what 9 years old now. She's still puttering along, but I gave her too many I just I'm going to I never I'm not going to be able to play the theme music squeeze or not. How could we close the show without the theme music? Oh, dun, 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 dun. 
Well, the contra part isn't in the end. Oh, well, I'm just assuming you didn't queue it up right. <laughs> that happens a lot. Yeah. Hold do, on. Do, Ooh, I got do, the weird do, old do. S- school. Um, <clears throat> the weird old just school. Oh, uh, what do you got? You know, I was that... going to say, just pull up an old episode on your phone and then play that in the microphone. It wouldn't be the first time I heard that this week. Wait, when did that happen? Uh, I'll tell you about it later. They're nice people. <laughs> uh, I don't know why this isn't working. I'm trying to force quit on my iMac here so I could play the theme music and talk us out. But in the meantime, um, let me see if we got any new reviews on Radier's, uh our website. Because I would... Uh, not our website, but on iTunes. Because if you write a review, it helps other people discover the show. So, uh, and I will read them on the show. And we uh, encourage you to write your nice or not so nice reviews uh, anywhere you can. Oh, we we have we have some reviews. So here's one from the Rug Brothers. Rad to the bone. I love this podcast. I first started listening a few years ago, pretty early on, when I was searching for people talking about retro board games. We did that. (laughs) I remember my very first impression was, hmm, is it weird that one of them keeps calling the other one Squeezer? But then I immediately didn't even notice anymore once I realized that he is talking to a sweet, handsome boy and that they were talking about a ton of awesome stuff. I was born in 85, so I'm a tad younger than Arcane Squeezer, but they cover a wide range of topics that anyone close to the age will relate to. For years, I've searched out 80s and 90s nostalgia for my own enjoyment, but I can still always count on these two to think of something that blows my mind. Something from deep in my memory that I previously lost, whether it's Thunder Jets, Fruit Snacks, Creeper Crawler, Pencil Toppers, Magnetic Travel Checkerboards, or Chewing Cinnaburst Gum with the Wrapper on. We all did it, didn't we? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I got the Force Quit sign feel like my mouse is working for my other computer come on it's ra- it's wrapping you up yeah right your computer is giving you the wrap in a weird totally non-creepy kind of way i feel like i've known these guys since we were kids i can almost see myself blowing up some zombie brains brewing up some zombie oh, i think my computer just shut off yes it did <laughs> brewing up some zombie brains uh and monster skin with rk and his dr dreadful food lab up in the treehouse and cutting out wooden shapes on a jigsaw with squeezer unsupervised. Oh, your computer restarted <laughs> from the problem. Great. When I first discovered the podcast, I was going through a pretty ugly time at work, but I lis- but listening to these guys while I was working really helped me keep my mind off all the negative things. Oh, um, so you weren't working. <laughs> Be nice, squeezer. You're the sweet one. Probably the oh, most sorry. impressive part of the rad years is how contis- consistent they are with recording episodes. Almost well. <laughs> Almost without fail, you can always count on them to have a new episode every single week. It's really impressive and something that's pretty rare in the podcasting community. God damn! After all, it's about quantity over quality, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) I kid, of course. There are at least one or two quality episodes. At least. Maybe three. I have a very long hour and a half commute to work twice a day, and I love that they have super long episodes and a huge backlog of them and archive to cycle through while waiting for the next one to come out. There's a bunch of different podcasts I will listen to here and there, but this is the only one I look forward to and religious- listen to religiously every single week. We, sus- we should start a religion squeezer. 
tax free. <laughs> I love hearing the old audio clips they pull for their picks, and they do a great job of mixing their audio together, especially considering they're live and recording remotely. Well, thank you. I, for one, enjoy RK's impressions. Aw, I'm going to cry. Hands down, my favorite is Jeffrey. More Jeffrey, please. Oh, <laughs> uh, listen, uh, uh, I'm only available uh, certain times because I'm downstairs uh, playing with my ham radio because your mother doesn't know. But I must admit, I love his Trump. Not the actual guy, just the impression. A guilty pleasure of mine. Pretty much always makes me actually laugh like an idiot by myself in the car. I really think, isn't it nice? This guy, he's a good guy. A lot of people tell me he's a good friend. Driving in his car, probably a really nice car, beautiful car, American muscle, you know the car. And he's laughing. He's laughing at me in a good way. <laughs> I lost it. I always lose it. <laughs> um, I say, do as many impressions as you want. It's your show. Maybe a young RK and Jeffrey meeting Trump back in the late 80s. With Trump guessing at his future and telling him I was going to be a reality star and then the president someday. I'd listen to that. Anyway, they also have some YouTube content as well. Not much. But I have to watch it because I prefer to keep... I, but I've yet to watch it before I... Bef, ah, I can't speak tonight. Because I prefer to keep up the illusion of them looking like cartoon counterparts of their current Rad Years logo. We kind of do. <laughs> My That's, two yeah. favorite anthropomorphic Mario Raccoon people. He even phonetically spelled out how I screw up the word. <laughs> this is a sweet boy. I'm really looking forward to hearing this month's slate of episodes about 1991. Right up my alley. Can't wait. Never stop the show, guys. Sincerely, Rob from the Rug Brothers, my poor, sad, failed YouTube channel. And Rob wrote me an email and sent, shared some s cool pictures of stuff he saved. Uh, like I said, I only have I have basically have my comic books and some stuff from KB. I don't have much from all the purges. But Rob has almost everything. He's got a really cool collection. And he says he wants to start an Instagram, and I'm encouraging him to do that because it would be share that with all of us. He also said he wants to start a podcast. And hell, if us two idiots can do it, yeah, any it's... of y'all can do it, is what I'm saying. Um, so hold on. I'm going to find some music to go add on Squeezer. You don't mean to acapella it? I mean, you could. Oh, I, I know. Do, 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 do. Hold on. Break it down. I know what I'm playing. <sighs> Queuing up music with the red years. Do you hear it? Queuing up music at... No. It might not, because I'm playing it on the computer you're on, so you might not hear yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to hear it. Yeah. But it's the DJ Jawsome Street Sharks EDM song. <laughs> Taking us back a year. Ah, okay, that's all we have for this week. We'll be back next week. We're talk Are we talking junk food next week? I think so. Yeah, yes. Yes. 1991 uh, uh, junk food, everybody. 30 years ago, what junk food we ate? And it was all junk food. I guarantee it. On the next Rad Years podcast, I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. We'll see you next week. We're on a mission and we're gonna score Cause that's what crazy nights are for
Street. <laughs> 